you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I am back today to talk about vitamin D, as in dog, and cancer. So a few years ago, there was a study that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine that was called the Vitamin D and Omega-3 Trial. And it was actually better known as VITAL, V-I-T-A-L, all caps, trial. It was a large randomized trial with almost 26,000 participants, which started in 2011. And I have talked about it previously in a podcast that I did not too long after I first began doing this podcast. The original study, as I said, started in November 2011 and finished in March 2014. But the medication to the groups extended until December 31st, 2017. So the original study was just on that three or three year study um, well two and a half I guess and but they kept people on the vitamin D and the omega-3s or the placebo until um, three and a half more years. So the participants were men aged 50 and older and women aged 55 and older all of whom were free of cancer and cardiovascular disease at the start of the study. So the almost 26,000 men and women were randomly assigned to one of two groups. The first group took 2,000 IU or international units of vitamin D for 5.3 years. And the second group took a placebo for the same amount of time. And there was very little difference between the two groups as to who or how many developed cancer, although they did notice that there might be a difference in cancer deaths, although they didn't actually do the analysis to support that or or say that it wasn't true at the time. But in late 2020, a group of researchers went back and did a secondary analysis of the full vital randomized clinical trial data which included data through all the way through to December 31st of 2017. I hope this isn't confusing. It's really pretty straightforward. What they found during that second analysis was that although there was very little difference between the two groups in the number who developed cancer, they did find that those who took the vitamin D were almost 20% less likely then the placebo group to have developed advanced or fatal cancer. So there were 226 of the vitamin D group had a cancer that proved to be fatal, while 274 in the placebo group had a fatal cancer. 
But the really interesting finding was that when they stratified the data by body mass index or BMI, they found that the incidence of metastatic, meta, excuse me, metastatic and fatal cancer in the group that had a normal BMI was much less in the group who received the placebo. In the full test group, there were 7,800 participants of normal weight overall, of whom 96 in the placebo group developed a metastatic or fatal cancer, while only 58 in the vitamin D group developed a metastatic or fatal cancer. I'll get that right one of these days. That's quite a big difference. I also, in looking around, found a couple of related studies on PubMed about vitamin D and tumors. And the first had some research in animals describing how vitamin D looks like it changes the way tumors behave and makes them less likely to spread. In addition, there have been some previous studies in people showing that those with higher vitamin D levels at the time they received their cancer diagnosis have a longer survival rate. Besides finding actual studies on the PubMed site, I also saw an article that explained that the effect could be related to vitamin D's biological activity in people who have a normal BMI versus those who are overweight. Overweight people may not be able to use or absorb the vitamin D as well as those with a normal weight, even if they take higher dosages. It seems to have something to do with vitamin D's biological activity in overweight versus normal weight people. It could be something similar to insulin resistance in overweight, overweight people where they don't process insulin like a normal weight person does. In this instance, it would be the vitamin D that they are not using as effectively even at higher doses. It really is fascinating how our bodies work so much better when we are healthy and well, and how sometimes they don't work at all when we have too much weight or alcohol or sugar, etc. It does try to self-correct, but we don't always pay attention to the signs that our bodies give us. So to sum up today's show, which I know hasn't been very long, but very important, I think, it would seem worth a try to start eating more foods high in vitamin D or take a supplement to get at least the minimum daily requirements of 600 to 800 international units, especially if you have a family history of cancer and or if you don't already take vitamin D or have normal to high levels in your blood. The vital study itself was done using 2000 international units. So that might be a good place to start if you want to start taking a supplement. The other part of it is, of course, that you need to be in the normal range of, of your BMI. So if you are not, then maybe that's the place to start. And the Mediterranean diet might be a great way for you to lose some weight first. And you could start ta still taking the vitamin D, but it just would not be as valuable until you've been able to come back into that BMI range. So some foods that are high in vitamin D 
and are fairly easy to buy and to eat include three ounces of pink salmon. That's the D in the pink or red versions. And that has 444 IU in three ounces. There are a lot of places that you can get either uh, fresh salmon or you can get the canned salmon, which in a lot of places get the kind without the salt and not the oil, have it be in water. That is actually a very inexpensive way to get vitamin D and a lot of the other things that salmon in particular and fish overall have that help our bodies to be healthier. Back to the foods. So three ounces of tuna fish canned in oil and drained have 229 international units. Sardines have 165 international units. Again, canned in oil and drained. And one large egg, interestingly, has 44 IU. I didn't realize it even had vitamin D in it. Otherwise, you can find many foods that have vitamin D added. Just look at the nutrition label on the food for the amount, if any, that's in it. You can also spend time in the sun to get vitamin D, but if you're over 50 or even close and or overweight, your body is probably not going to be as efficient in getting D from the sun, so you're best to stick to food and or supplements, not to mention the fact that you can get sunburned, which you don't really want to do, and if you put lotion on to keep you from being sunburned, that's going to stop the rays from giving you the vitamin D as well. So maybe you want to stick with a supplement. One other thing about vitamin D that I have read about in many places is that it's good to take vitamin K2 along with it because they work synergistically in your body. Now, I will say that there are a few places that I have seen it say that you shouldn't take them at the same time of day, but take them separately. But to me, I don't know whether that's actually good or true, as there are so many supplements that have both of them bottled together. I don't know what to tell you about that. But that's it for me for today. I want to remind you that I am not a doctor. This is not to be construed as any kind of medical advice, and that if you are having any sorts of issues that you need to go talk to your own doctor. Having yourself checked out is the best thing to do if you are having problems or go to the emergency room if it's at that level. But otherwise, I am not a doctor and I can't prescribe something to somebody I don't even know in a podcast. So, That is it for me today, and I hope everyone has a good week, and I will be talking to you all next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.